Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Born to Fly podcast. Man, today's episode, I was so looking forward to this recording and Emily did not disappoint. I reached out to Emily after reading her Bible plan, Starving the Fairy Tale, on the YouVersion Bible app. Because it was about culture and what it was saying. And I thought the truth that she's exposing there is something that we need as solopreneurs as well. Because there are so many lies that we believe about solopreneurship or entrepreneurship or, or how we need to be as a person to be a good solopreneur. And so I thought, let's just invite her on the show. So who is Emily? Emily Copeland, that's her full name, is a pastor's wife, mom of two girls, Hadley and Willow, and author of a book released this year titled Starving the Fairy Tale. She and her husband launched a new church in southeastern Michigan on January 1st, 2023. They are deeply passionate about discipleship and helping people follow the way of Jesus. Emily loves a good iced Americano, writing encouraging devotionals, and long walks with their new fee, Zeke. So dive into this episode and learn about the lies that you might be believing for your business as well. And go back to the truth, God's word. Hi, Emily. Welcome on the Born to Fly podcast. Hi, Jane. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm just so looking forward to this one because I was reading the Bible plan about, it's probably based on your book, Starving the Fairy Tale. Mm -hmm. And what I read there, those words just hit home or they were just spot on. I'm like, this is something that not only, you know, young girls or women need to hear, but also entrepreneurs, Um, you know, lies that we let ourselves in with the culture that is influencing our way of doing entrepreneurship or seeing ourselves as entrepreneurs. And Absolutely. with every book, of course, there's like a personal story to it as well. So I'd love to dive into that and hear your story and how it yeah. led to you writing the book. And then after we can talk about a couple of lies that we believe as entrepreneurs. So I'm just super excited. <laughs> yes, good. Me too. Yeah, well, um, it, there definitely is a, a backstory. Um, and really, this book was birthed out of a season of my life where I actually didn't want to write this specific book, but this specific season that God had me walk through, it was very clear. He made it very clear. And so um, I I knew that there was going to be a book project of some kind. He had laid that on my heart. That was, that was clear, but the topic was not. And so I waited Mm. for about three years and sat with this uh, nudge of like, okay, there there's just keep writing, just keep, you know, meeting with the Lord and he's going to make it really clear. He'll reveal that in his own time. And he did. And I, I really expected to write a book that would be, you know, maybe covering a book of the Bible or a chapter or, you know, something that was a little bit more encouraging. But when he made this topic clear, I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm the right person for this because this this could get real deep. This is a tough topic. Right. So but but it all started kind of with um, a season of my life where I uh, was living with debilitating migraines. So I, uh, after my second daughter was born, I started experiencing migraines that just took me out and I would be out for days and even weeks at a time. And we didn't know what was going on. We didn't know why they were happening. And so there was that, uh, kind of just desperation to figure out how do I heal? You know, how do I get past this? How do I figure this out and, and get back to kind of normal life? And so in that I found myself looking for the answers of how do I 
heal myself in a way? How do I physically uh, find restoration through this? And in that, I I had been meeting with a friend of mine um, and then, you know, other resources as well. And what kept coming up was this idea of like healing yourself by doing a lot of inner work. Like, and I'm going, but we're talking about physical pain and migraines, but, but the message that kept coming up was you need to do inner work and figure out where this pain and where this, you know, where this tension is coming from, because it's coming from somewhere and you have the power within yourself to, to find that healing. You've got to do some self-discovery work and you've got to start, Mm -hmm. you know, really focusing on, you know, you name it, meditation. You need to start working on change your whole nutrition, you know, do this whole thing, which a lot of those things are, are good. You know, good nutrition is, is helpful. Uh, but there was this undertow of this kind of new age language that there's mm-hmm. self-help, self-discovery type language that, that really rose to the surface. And as I was walking through that, I had other friends who were coming to me saying, Hey, I've got this coworker who's been talking about this self-discovery journey that she's been on and she's reading these books and she's following these new age practices and she seems really happy. And what do I do with this? And how do I, how do I have conversations with people I love or work with about this idea of kind of self-obsessed process (laughs) to get to a better self or a higher self or a, a healed self. And so, um, as all of that was kind of coming to together, God made it very clear, hey, we're going to tackle this subject um, mm-hmm. and we're going to do it together. And we're going to try and present it with the truth and light of the gospel of, of what does it mean to live in a culture that is obsessed with self, but choose to follow Jesus. And how do you do that? So that's where the book came from. Wow. And I mean, you were constantly aware of the self and like the self-sufficiency that was speaking through those methods. It's not that you were like, no, I fell for it. And then after I found out. I can't say that I didn't fully fall for it because I certainly thought, man, that sounds good. And okay, so where do I start? And, and how do I, how do I start doing that inner work? And, and then I, it just never felt totally right. It was never, I was never settled when that, when I was trying to process that thought. And so Gratefully, the Holy Spirit kept me in check and, and, you know, really made me a little uncomfortable in that, in those conversations. Uh, And in my research, he made me uncomfortable enough to go, okay, something is not right. And I've got to, I've got to dig into that a little more. Yeah. Interesting. What I also find interesting is that you said at the beginning that you knew that there was a book that you were meant to write, but you didn't know the topic yet. Mm -hmm. And so you were in this space, basically in this season of knowing, okay, eventually I have to write a book, but what the topic's going to be about, I have no idea. How, How do you cope with that? Because I'm a type of person that really wants to know where we're heading to and what our goal is. And I think a lot of people are like that, but I know God is also a God who is not always working in that way. And somebody's like, no, I'm not going to reveal whatever is in front of you. You just have to go to the fogginess. Um, So how, what was it like for you? Like, how did you cope with that? Well, it was a battle against myself in a way because I wanted to know I am a planner. And so Mm. to have that nudge that there would be a book and to not just go, Hey, that's a good topic. I like that topic. I'm going to write about it. Or I like this Bible story and I think I'm going to write about it. It just, I had this, this sense of weight and, and I just kept feeling that sense of weight and nothing ever felt like this is it until those conversations started happening. And the way that got aligned 
those conversations to happen all at the same time as I was walking through my own, you know, physical uh, pain of migraines. Mm -hmm. It, it all, it, he made it very clear at that point, but I did have to battle that, that temptation to just jump into it, you know, cause sometimes God does call us to something and he, he gives it all right, right up front and says, here's your assignment and go. And yeah. for me, it just wasn't that. And so, but I knew, I knew that I didn't have it within me to write a book in and of my own self that, that would be as impactful as a book that if I waited on the Holy Spirit and he gave me that topic, because he needed to do what only he could do through me. And, and I, I didn't have what it took to, to do that and produce that on my own. So, yeah, well, good. We have to be patient sometimes and yeah, <clears throat> yeah, just go along and then just <laughs> follow through, uh, yes. even though we don't know the answer. Yeah, absolutely. So so eventually, I, I think your migraines are better now. Yes. Yes. Okay. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Absolutely. <laughs> good, good. Okay, so you, you wrote the book based on the experience that you had. How was it to really dive into culture? Like, what did you learn? What was your journey to get everything that's now in the book readable for people to get it there? Yeah, that's a great question. And what happened was, as I was doing my own research, the messages that I were hearing was hearing and the, the people who were speaking into my life that had more of a, uh, a self-focused perspective and more of that new age, some of those new age practices coming in, uh, it wasn't clear, super clear. And I realized and recognized the messages that they were telling me, uh, the advice they were giving me sounded pretty good. It sounded pretty solid, you know, um, that, you know, you've, you've got to work on yourself to, to find this healing and you've got to invest the time and the energy to mm -hmm. figure it out. And all of those things, none of that sounded bad at the time. But as soon as I started my research, I started realizing that a lot of that advice was pointing towards those new age beliefs of it's you, you are your own God that needs to figure it out. You are your own, you're in, Full control of yourself, and uh, you you can be fully self reliant. You can you know if you just love yourself enough, you're going to experience healing and restoration. And so, on the surface, and the reason that this I felt the need to write this book now is because those messages that we're hearing that I was hearing from culture didn't sound bad. And even as a Christian, it wasn't fully obvious what those messages were doing, which was pointing me back towards myself instead of pointing me towards a God who, who had the power and has the power to heal me uh, and to restore me. And, and even, you know, above and beyond that. So I knew as I started researching, I was seeing ties to, you know, all of the new age beliefs. And um, those things were pointing back to, man, I mean, you just, you start peeling back the, the layers of that onion and you start seeing, you know, all kinds of stuff that, that seemed crazy to people, you know, 20 years ago, you know, these new age practices were kind of crazy back then. And now it's, it's so normalized and mainstream that uh, we, we hardly even notice them you know, and that's why I felt the urgency to write this book was for women. Yes. But especially for Christian women who are trying to seek the Lord and trying to figure out what truth is, because they're also hearing culture's version of, of truth and find your own truth and trying to discern, well, well, what is truth and where am I supposed to be as a follower of Christ, as a daughter of the King, where, where do I stand on all of this? And so I felt like it was important to write this book for this time to kind of unpack some of those beliefs and to be able to explain, hey, here's what's hidden under the surface of this specific 
phrase, you know, own your own truth or, Mm -hmm. you know, be the happiest version of yourself, those things, you know, what's actually under the hood of those messages and what does scripture say about it? Yeah. So. And where does, where does it come from? Because I that's also why I think the Bible plan I was reading based on your book was hitting home. It's just because you hear these phrases every single day almost, yeah. you know, like your happiness yeah. is most important, regardless of what other people say. And you start believing those and, and then you're like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Is that actually true? You know, what does the right. Bible teach about that? If we look at Jesus and how he lived, he definitely didn't go for his own happiness. You know, he already right. knew he was going to end up at the cross. And Absolutely. Course, yeah, it's so I think it's indeed very needed, especially nowadays, because as you say, the New Age movement 20 years ago was like, you know, a bunch of maybe a little bit weird people who had ideas about something. <laughs> and, right. and now it's fully integrated in, in thinking in society. So um, yes. no wonder it is also on our radar as Christians, because we hear it around us every single day. Yeah. And the enemy is so good at, you know, convincing us that we, you know, even as entrepreneurs, that we need to have more than what we currently have. And, and could it be better on the other side? Could, could life actually be better? You know, if we, if I did accumulate all these things, if I did hit that goal, if I did get head in that direction, you know, would my life be better? And the lie that he tells us and he convinces us of is that more of self will satisfy. So you can take that right into the workplace. And as entrepreneurs, as business women and business people, you know, we can, we can easily take that because culture in the world, in the business world all around us is, is always going to be pushing for more and always going to be encouraging us to, to fight for more, to, to get as much as we possibly can, to go as high as we possibly can. And that's really where the, the danger lies. And um, unfortunately, the enemy's really good at that. And he's made these messages so subtle and yeah. so convincing. We hear messages that, you know, we can find light and love and happiness outside of God. And we're like, man, you know, light, love, happy. Jesus talks about all these, you know, all these great things and life. And he is the, the way, the truth and the life. But, you know, it just doesn't translate if you don't have a solid understanding of, of God and how his, his truth is opposite of what the world and what culture is teaching us. Yeah. So what are some examples of what culture is teaching us? What are some lies, yeah. especially for entrepreneurs that they can fall into? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, one of the things I think that is uh, a big stumbling block is just the idea that you can manifest your own success. You can manifest your own happiness. You can manifest the life that you want, which it sounds good, right? Because if you really think about it, it's it, what is it? You're you're speaking positively to yourself, right? You're you're focusing on this idea. You're you're envisioning yourself as a better version of yourself, a higher version, a more successful, uh, a more loving, you name it. And so it's this idea of manifesting that in your life, and it, that's such a popular buzzword at this point um, in culture. And and what's dangerous about that is this phrase specifically and others are focused mostly on self and control. Those are the two pieces of these phrases is the focus on self and the need and the hunger for control. And, and both of those things are really dangerous, <laughs> especially when they're outside of the context of, of the truth of God. And so, you know, to be able to the idea of being able to just manifest your success and is is a hyper focus on self and then 
when you're so hyper-focused on self and you've got this idea that you're chasing and pursuing, it's not going to matter who's in the way. Uh, you'll do whatever it takes to get there. And then, uh, unfortunately, the lie that the enemy tells us is that once we get there, we will find happiness. We mm. will find wholeness. We will achieve some sort of higher higher self once we're there. And and that is ultimately a lie because you can ask any any business person who has reached success and and they'll tell you, man, you know, just a little bit more uh, would be nice. You know, they might be okay with where they're at, but man, would it be nice to have more? Absolutely. Uh, we we feel that as human beings across the board for for any any reason. But we that ultimately comes from that lie comes from Genesis three in the garden of you know, did God really say that? Um, I, I think that there's more to it. And I think that God has more to offer and he's holding out on you. And so we, we take that control into our own hands and, and just assume that we can do it on our own. And unfortunately we end up in a world of hurt because uh, we're just not meant to, to hold on to and hang on to that control. That's, it's ultimately only the Lord can do that. Yeah, no, for sure. And definitely like the word manifest, I've heard it so many times now that we, yeah, it gives you this idea that you are in control of your life. And mm -hmm. if you just think about it long enough, that things will happen. But yeah, that's definitely not something that God told us to do. He told us to surrender. He told us to surrender our lives, our businesses. So it wouldn't make sense to manifest yeah. anything in into life. Mm -hmm. Right. right? And, and unless we're like standing on like a promise of God and, you know, we, we pray for healing, healing is something, you know, God wants it's that, but that's a totally, totally different story. <laughs> uh. Sure. Yes. <laughs> another truth to, or another, um, uh, another phrase that can be misconstrued as truth is, is the idea of, of owning your own truth and doing what matters most to you. And Uh, again, here we see at play the self and control and those two pieces, uh, the human beings, and we're just so desperate for, especially, especially within the workplace, because so much of our work is up to us, right? We're, we're the ones we have to show up. We've got to do the task. We've got to host the meeting. We've got to, we've got to be there. And, it, and a lot of times it is, it's up to us to, um, just to step into that. But when we don't have the trust and the the dependence on God who gave us this opportunity to begin with, then that's when we get into uh, into some trouble with, you know, just just our faith and understanding that that we don't actually have the control. And, and as we pursue self, uh, then we step into uh, the realm of we'll never feel like we can keep up. We'll never feel like we have arrived because because there's always going to be something better and someone better. And, and God wants to spare us that pain of of you know getting into that that trap of of comparison and and never feeling like we have enough. Uh, if we would just submit to Him, submit to the Holy Spirit, because. Uh, what he offers is life. And, and, you know, John 14, six says, I am, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. And so as we try and find that life outside of him, we're going to, we're going to find a lot of decoys uh, because the enemy is so good at uh, making us feel and, and presenting to us the idea that, man, he can, you know, by going on our own and, and following his way, we can have a hundred percent of what we're looking for. But The enemy can't deliver 100%. The enemy is only capable of, who knows, 50%. But he, he promises 100, can never deliver, whereas follow the Lord and we pursue him. Only God can, can give us exactly what we need. Um, and he does it in abundance. And, mm -hmm. and that's, that's the beauty of following him versus trying to control the narrative and the story of our life by, by following and elevating self.
Yeah, and also like God is providing what he thinks we need versus what we think we want. And we can get such yes. blurry visions on what we want based on, yeah, yes. the enemy's lies or what we see in the world. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and I think another one too is this idea of happiness because the world is so, we're so hung up on on finding something that makes us happy and, and being around people that make us happy. And in, in our work and in our, our careers, we want to do something that, that makes us happy. And sometimes we'll settle for a, a career we don't love uh, because the money we think is going to make us happy, that that's the promise that the more money we make, the happier we'll be, but we were miserable for you know the journey. And man, God just, he just doesn't, happiness is not, is not his top priority. The, the priority of our father is our heart and making sure that we are pursuing him above, above all things, because he is the only one who can give us what we need when we need it. Um, and his presence alone is, is worth everything, giving up all of it. Well, and this one is so speaking to me because when, you know, talking about self-exploration and discovery and stuff, you know, a couple of years ago, yes. I was on that path of like, okay, I wanted to do it with God, but I was still believing those things. Like, okay, I should be happy with what I'm doing, you know, um, what is going to sure. make me happy? And it was so focused on happiness because everybody is talking about happiness. And of course you yes. want to feel happy, but you can't always feel happy or you find happiness in other things or in, in little things and small things. And I just came to the conclusion that at some point, you know, if you're always looking for that happiness in your work or whatever, you're never going to arrive. You're never going to make right. decisions because you're always going to think, oh, maybe I will be happier if I take this route or this route versus I found out no yeah. at some point you just got to choose a route <laughs> and that's the route that God that's wants right. you to follow and then yeah there's going to be roadblocks and bumps and obstacles that you have to get through which are not always going to make right. you happy but at least you can be content in every circumstance because of God absolutely yes and we we assume too that happiness is it is the best thing that we can possibly achieve in in our career and in our life that 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 is like the ultimate goal you know you hear parents mm -hmm. say oh i just want my kids to be happy yes that's a that's a big thing like the only thing i want for them is to be happy when the lord is is trying to shape our lives and guide us in in and onto paths that aren't always going to be happy but he doesn't do us because he do doesn't do it because he doesn't want us to be happy he does it because he knows what's best and he knows that hey, there are challenges in our life that we have to face that are going to draw us to him and closer to him. And he know, he's the only one that knows that because as human beings, we will avoid all of the hard stuff all of the time if we can in pursuit of happiness, not knowing that it's not about, it's not about getting and arriving at happiness. It is, it's about arriving in a position that we are in full surrender to our father and saying, hey, whatever it is that you need, because in return, through the Holy Spirit, we're given joy that is monumentally more than happiness could ever be because joy is is being content uh, in every circumstance. So whether you've lost the dream job that you you loved or you didn't hit that goal, that that you can you can get up the next day with joy. It might be hard days, but you can still live in the joy of the Lord, knowing that you know it, today doesn't depend on how happy you are, but it depends on the heart of the Father who's with you and who is is for you and who going to take care of you and provide for you. And you can trust in that. And he's trustworthy. And I think when we focus on happiness, man, we sell ourselves short in a huge way uh, because we, we settle for happiness when we could have and live in the joy of the Lord. 
Amen. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. That's so good. Especially, you know, when you think about hardship and entrepreneurship, it can be, oh, it can be really, really difficult. But Mm. yeah, if we, we always think that we need to be happy as a, as a business owner, it's not gonna, yeah, that's just not gonna cut it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, it sounds good. Like all the other messages, you know, the world is, is trying to get us to, to hang on to. It sounds really nice, but joy can only be found in, in the Lord and what he's providing and the, and the life that he allows us to walk with him. So, yeah, for sure. All right. So Emily, if people want to know more about you, what you do, or if they want to buy your book, where can they go? Yeah. So I hang out a lot on Instagram. That's kind of my, my jam. So they can find me at, um, at M E M dot Copeland on Instagram on Facebook. It's just Emily Copeland. I'm there keeping it really simple. And then the book starving the fairy tale is available on Amazon. Amazing. Yeah. Before I close off, Emily, is there anything that you feel like you wanted to add? I would love to add this, that within the book, I think what's really important, especially if anybody's listening who is really feels that they have been very influenced by culture and they're just trying to figure out faith and how to follow Jesus, but also how to, you know, as culture encourages, love yourself and and find healing and, you know, whether it's maybe past trauma or current trauma or experiences or difficulties in life, um, as the world encourages you in one direction to depend on self for that. I would encourage you within the book, I I really broke down the stages of um, the self-discovery journey and and what the world is going to tell us to do and and that path from, you know, self-care to self-discovery, self-love, self-acceptance, and so on, um, that ultimately leads us to self as God. Uh, I also reversed that and wanted to share and made sure that I went back through each stage to to show in light of the truth of the gospel and of who God is and the life that he calls us to, that each stage that we can know exactly how to follow the Lord within the culture that we currently live in that is that is so self-obsessed, that we can die to self, deny self, and follow Christ and find a life um, that was purposed for us, that was created for us. And we will be uh, <laughs> in living in the glory and the wonder of who God is in the person that we were created to be. And and I want to encourage people. And if, if you don't have the book, get the five-day uh, reading plan just to encourage you throughout the week, kind of dipping into some of those messages and some of those truths in light of the gospel and in your workplace uh, when culture collides with the truth of Christ. And so I'd encourage you to read that. But yeah, I think I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. No, it's good because, you know, even, you know, the self-love sounds so very innocent. And, um, mm-hmm. I, and of course, we, we should, you know, we should love ourselves, but in a different way than sometimes it's being taught yeah. to us. So um, yes. definitely get the book. And um, Emily said, if you if you don't get it, if you, you know, you don't want it yet, read the Bible plan. I will link that one as well. Awesome. Yeah. Emily, thank you so much for, for being here on the show and sharing about your book and about how God spoke in your life and what this, uh, how this translated into a book. So I really hope this will bless everybody here listening and um, yeah, that you can also see the lies and tackle them if you encounter them and uh, go back to the source, which, uh, which is the word. Uh, so Emily, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Jane. This has been great. Thank you for listening to the Born to Fly podcast. If you liked it, please leave a review on Google Podcast or Apple Podcast. And don't forget to share it with your friends. 
If you'd like to know more about Born to Fly, go to borntofly.faith. There you can discover our How to Find Your Calling course and a community for like-minded entrepreneurs. Looking forward to having you back next time.